Hey everyone, I'm Jordan from the NSA Media Team. I just want to thank you for making the What Have You podcast part of your weekly routine. To make it easier to keep up with each episode, the What Have You podcast will become its own channel starting in late January. To make sure you don't miss an episode, subscribe to the What Have You podcast in addition to the new St. Andrews podcast. Thanks again for listening and enjoy the show. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. And we're still sisters. <laughs> and we're podcasting once again from behind the Walmart. And it's daytime. And you might hear the wind whistling past because we're it's having a, windy a sort area. of a weather. Okay. I haven't told Rachel yet. This this is what happened to me, Rach. Okay. As I came. I'm bracing myself. <laughs> as I came to pick you up. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do a podcast. It's still the morning. So I poured myself a nice cup of coffee, <laughs> and I came out. And I'm. It's sunny. It's beautiful. It's kind of thawing a little bit, though. A lot of it. So when it's I watery walk, everywhere. I walk down my sidewalk. I take my two steps no. down. Two steps down to the other sidewalk. <laughs> I hit a patch of ice that I was. <laughs> I was unthawed I portion. I was in no way expecting. No, the problem was it was starting to. It looked like a puddle, like mm. it was actually ice with water on it, which is it was retaining its <laughs> slippy abilities. Which takes it to a whole new level. Nice, nice. I'm wearing Sorel boots. It's not like I was wearing. No, hang yes, tight. No. Oh yeah, you are. I am okay. Sorel boots. I thought these you were are... wearing your Sorel the no. wedge heel no, boots. No, no, no. I was gonna are... say you should clarify these what your Sorel are... boot is. These are boots with tread. Anyway, I hit the ice. Wow. I threw my coffee. Like, I threw it the maximum square footage that you could possibly throw it. Like, it was a sheet of coffee that went up. And then I did the thing. The, like, the running backwards in place thing. And then I fell flat down in a puddle. caused a splash when I landed. <laughs> and then I just like I sat there and laughed oh in the puddle. So and it's like, what just happened? Oh my goodness, it's just excellent. And so I am I am very soggy. Excellent. Very soggy. Excellence indeed. has been achieved. And I sat there and I was like, surely someone somewhere was looking out their window and I just blessed their day. Yeah, so I so much. I uh my dad Years ago, our dad came out to his big orange pickup truck, his Ford, big old huge mm-hmm, orange. Like he a big called F-250. it two fifty. He called it William of Orange. It was <laughs> this huge orange truck, and it was a slippy time of year. Although this was the it time was where it snow. was this was the time where it was like crazy slippy because I remember the car that was like parked and had the e brake on it and was sliding down the hill. <laughs> It was a very slippy time, but he opened the door to get in and just shot under the truck. <laughs> like his feet, his feet just And just the other day, I went to I put Moses in his car seat, and he's in the middle in the seat. So when I leaned in, Luke was already in the car and all the other kids are in the car, but I leaned in to put Mo in his car seat, and my feet just shot out. But because I was holding... 
because I had my top half of my body, I didn't like yeah. wipe out. I just was strung like from my armpits <laughs> out into like doing a plank <laughs> off of the side of the car. And Moses was just, I was laughing so hard I couldn't oh, talk. Oh my word. Moses was just looking down at me going, Mama, you fall? Mama, you fall? And it, it took Luke a minute to realize what. And he had to come gather me up because I was just, I mean, I could have gotten up. I could have gotten down on my knees into the snow yeah. and done it, but it was quite funny. Yeah, well, this is good. I just sat there in the puddle for a minute being like, what just happened? And laughing my head off. And I looked back at the house like, surely one of my kids saw this and they have to be like laughing in the window. But no, it I seemed see, like I just did it solo in the universe. This is something that we tell our kids that it's like, sometimes you laugh at the jokes. Like sometimes you get a laugh at the jokes. And sometimes, by God's good grace, you are the joke. You are the joke. Like, and when you are the joke, like you also, it's an art to be able to also laugh with everyone yeah. at the joke you've just been. Like, yeah. Okay. It's the worst when you can't. Like, people who can't. I had a friend texting me about, she was having an awkward moment where she's the only person laughing, like, where you get the giggles. She's at the grocery <laughs> store, and she was <laughs> answering the questions for the woman in front of her in the line, because she didn't realize she was there. So, ladies, so she's like, I'll take plastic. Like, <laughs> like what kind of bag do you want? She'll have plastic like me. <laughs> Like, how is your day going? It's going well, thank you. Like, she's just <laughs> jumping in. But she's texting me because she was like, I'm laughing uncontrolled because nobody else thinks it's funny. Like, yeah. she's like falling apart. That makes apart. it worse. No, so bad. Which reminded me of when we are at... <laughs> this is another situation where I'm like the only person wheezing. No, I wasn't. Luke also was really cracked up. But we were at dinner at these people's house who we did not know really well. And Lucas, like, looking, we're just small talking about various things, standing around the buffet. And then Luke, because he does pottery, he, <laughs> he's looking at the pepper shaker that was a pot or ceramic pepper shaker. Yeah. But everyone's just talking. There was nothing weird about the fact that he was yeah. looking at the pepper shaker. Well, then the guy next to him says, well, let's pray. Or he, but I can't remember how he phrased it because... I heard him clearly that he said, let's pray. But I also understood later why Luke did not hear him clearly. <laughs> but he says, let's pray. And Luke just turns to him and says, Jankovic. <laughs> and they were all just like, what? <laughs> and Luke thought he said, What's your name? Because I didn't see it. <laughs> but then we had to go seamlessly into praying. And I am like dying. Like I'm afraid I'm going to like rip snort in the middle of the prayer. Oh my gosh. You know, you're like, hoo, hoo, hoo. And, uh... <laughs> and anyways, I was... remember that as a kid. One time somebody said, so how are you? And I said like 14. <laughs> I was at the age where that was ultimate embarrassment. Yeah. Embarrassing. Like, how did I do that thing? I know. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but I have to turn on the car. <laughs> I'm just soggy over here. Everyone bear with. Turn on your seat heater and yeah, I need my steam seat it up back, in here. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm I'm chilling easily right now. <laughs> More so, easily than normal. I told Becca last night I went to the Goodwill. I did it last night. And <sighs> uh, while there I witnessed, I don't know what you could call 
it other than the personification of a critical spirit. Oh. There was a critical spirit this was on the, the loose. It was. It was the platonic form of critical spirit. Yeah. And sometimes I think God just puts morality like, plays out yeah, in like front of us. Basically, she should have been a character in Pilgrim's Progress. Yes, and I felt critical. Yes, and I felt like I should have <laughs> that. I should have, like, if only there was a way I could have been filming this because. Yeah. Because it was amazing. Like, it really was surpassing everything. But it's also the thing is that it's so convicting because I've never soared to such heights as she was <laughs> soaring to. But it is like the reductio of of your own yeah. stupid attitudes, right? Yeah. So you're seeing uh-huh. what happens. It's like basically if take you a feed, magnifying glass. If you feed and shelter those <laughs> attitudes, this is, this is what they will become. It would be like a prize-winning pumpkin at the fair of yes, criticism. it was like, oh my <laughs> word. And you know the thing that was so shocking about it was that so self-justified in it that not ashamed to be doing this in front of other people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know you're so far down the line of yeah. thinking that you're in the right and he's in the wrong no matter what. Mm-hmm. That you are not seeing it. Anyways, she was really winning the state fair ribbons for indecent behavior to a husband. And I assume he was her husband because I can't fathom what he was still doing with her if 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 they were not actually married. But she was just and it really was one of those things where you just think, oh I just need to treasure this up because yeah. this is this is it. This yeah. is it. and I remember Grandma Bessie taught on the critical spirit. A lot. Yeah, yeah, that was like a thing that Grandma talked about. And I, I think somewhere there's an audio of her talking about it. I should go find that. that yeah, it's be, good times. We be should good to listen, listen to it. But it's a thing that women can fall into. And it's something that I have been thinking about, about things I say that I could just as well not say. That are, <laughs> that are things like, why didn't you turn there? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, sure. It's actually kind mm-hmm. of conversational and it's not necessarily rude. Yeah. But it is like your husband being constantly subjected to your analysis. Yeah. Which is really yeah. an obnoxious way to live. Oh, like, yeah. And, you know, you think about if Luke was in the kitchen all the time being like, mm, why that spatula? Or, like, did you really need to eat that bit of grated cheese? They're like, I don't know. It doesn't seem to me like you needed to. Like, <laughs> it would be a little difficult, right? Snacking so, much? I'm, yeah. <laughs> I say this, I say this, I have said this before, I have written about this before, where that you don't see it from the other side. We do not, and men oftentimes are just very kind about this. We yeah. don't, they don't give it back to us the way that we give it to them, which is, Some which men. is, oh yeah. There's My, others. I'm trying to say, yes, I'm not trying to say no men does do this badly. I'm saying, but in Christian circles, it yeah. is common for men to actually receive a lot more than they dish out. Yeah. One of those things, if you're a homemaker, is like the fussing constantly about someone leaving their pants on the floor, or why yeah. was this here, or we why do you have to mud. leave this out, or you always leave your coffee cup on the counter instead of here. Or I love it if it's like he's working on some job for you that you asked him to get done, and then when he comes in from the garage, you're like, you're walking on my floor! Why are you doing that? What's happening? <laughs> you didn't take off your shoes! <laughs> <laughs> like everything about you is wrong. <laughs> so I, <laughs> anyways, I remember thinking one time how much it's like, 
it's kind of annoying because you're like, this is my husband wasting my work. Do you know what I mean? Like, sure. he's just recklessly wasting my he work. Like, I have to clean. Sock. I have to clean the floor, and I already cleaned it. And he should know that he just wasted some of my work, and now he's putting, you know, clothes on the floor that I'll have to pick up and just wasting up my time. Like, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> and then I just remember thinking about it. If like, if your husband came home and dug into the fridge and everything that he could find with like an expiration date on it. Like, yeah. Cilantro? You didn't use you didn't the use sour cilantro? cream? You spent my money on this sour cream and then just let it go bad? <laughs> the cilantro's just... looking a bit slimy now. <laughs> no, but I was like, don't you respect me? Don't you care about my work? Like, you're letting sour cream go bad. This cheese looks like an eraser. Who did that? Who did that in my life? Like... <laughs> Have you looked at all this food waste? And I was like, you know, that would be a different kind of hard times. It would, right? That would it be. Would it indeed. would not be a good thing. So, yeah. this is just my encouragement. You kind of got off the rails though, because you were going to tell oh, about yeah. this. Oh yeah, back woman. to this woman at Goodwill. So unattractive in all levels. She was unattractive in not that she could not have been a jolly, attractive person. If her attitude was correct. But with a surly but face her on. exterior was matching her interior at this time. <laughs> and she just looked like just... And it is really amazing when someone is behaving like an, an incredible diva. While, while not also, at all being a diva. Like where you're like, ah, it's like you usually don't diva. Yeah, no, like, yeah. I mean, I, I could see that if there was some kind of princess... Right, or like, you know, if you really were all that, yeah, that, you know, yeah. you might fall into this temptation, but this was so funny, though. So, she's she's walking around the store, and he's like, are you ready to go? And she's like, no, I am not ready to go. Stop talking to me about that. Like, stop it. Stop saying that. And, and then he's like, so, what are you looking for? She's like, ugh, stop it. I am looking for something, okay? I am looking for something. And then he's trailing along behind her. And she's like, do not walk that close to me. Like, <laughs> like I'm looking up from my, like, like, what? And I'm just, looking up and I see You're this. gracious and winsome. And then it'd be, like, silent for a couple of minutes. And she's like, hmm, what do you think about this? And he's like, oh, that's a shit. Not that close. Back off. Like, and I was like, oh, my God word woman so then our ways parted although i could still hear her in the background with a non-stop fussy bickery mood at him and i never heard him say anything i keep just following her around not he was not responding in kind so i don't know what was going on eventually she's trying something on and she's like okay what do you think about this? And he says, I was a long way away, so they were not trying to keep this under wraps. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that looks fine. And she's like, fine? It looks fine? She's in the, in the Goodwill dressing room. What do you mean it looks fine? What is that even supposed to mean? Like, what, did she, what do you think she wanted him to say? You blow me away with your beauty. This quilted vest you just tried on. It's amazing. Especially with that grumpy face. I was like, oh, your attitude. Your attitude is the crowning glory. And it was, she's just like, oh, so rude. But this time in the in the dressing room, I look up to see her husband 
standing peeking in the door of the dressing room and I can hear her and I'm like all the way in the back of the store now so like I can see them but I can see them over a great distance and she's going you turn you everyone for not having their act together because that I was struck by oh my word I I was just uh struck by the fact that it was like you know I it's easy to do that with your kids with like just to be the constant voice of nagging yeah. criticalness yeah like just like why did you put your socks there what are you doing what are you thinking Stop about sitting that. sideways <laughs> chair nothing you do right now will please me at all like there's no <laughs> yeah. choice nothing if you and that it's just easy to fall into that. My spiritual gift is the gift of nagging everyone. Yeah. You know. And complaining that they're not treating you with deference enough. Or thoughtfulness enough. Or they're obviously sitting in a way calculated to annoy you. Yeah. Or, yeah. I'm sure we've talked about this before, but everybody's having a luxurious time <laughs> in the living room. Until mom. And they're like cozied up with a book and they've taken off their shoes and socks and everything is like fabulous in their life until you come out and like what were you thinking of how dare you put your socks here and it's, it's like you're just the little ruiner of the party well I've been having a special time with Christmas break I feel like I'm operating in an alternative reality where you keep like it's a I have long thought one of the hardest challenges of being like a mom and a homemaker is the challenge of caring enough to keep it together and not so much that you're losing your cool yep. at people. Yep. It's an amazing difficulty because it's you're like, like the side of me that has to generate the enthusiasm to be like, I will get this all cleaned yeah, up and I'm exactly. going to do this is the side that also leads you into temptation with others. Exactly. And so it's a constant balancing act. And so it's like run hard and hold it loosely. Yeah, it's, exactly. And so what I've been doing 
over break is a lot of not doing that. Like it's a lot of like, you know what? Everybody is crashed around doing projects or like reading or having yeah. a good time. So I'm also going to sit down and read or yeah. do some, and I'm not going to be the like, don't you know this place has to run on a schedule? Cause it's like, it's break. It's time to yeah. not do that. And I actually thought I saw somebody posted a quote by Elizabeth Elliot that was, but it was long. It was too long for me to remember. But it was the explanations <laughs> of what dying to self is like. Right. When when you know your advice is good and someone disregards it and mm. or whatever, and it's like that's dying, and you let it go and you don't keep bringing it up. Right. That's dying to self. Or it was like when, and I and it was a long list of examples of things. It's like this is what dying to self is like, or that quote that I reference all the time of Ronald Reagan saying there's no end to what you can accomplish if you don't care who gets the credit right and that is dying to self you know mm -hmm. it's like no it's yeah. not about me it's about this and I have just thought there's a lot of opportunities to die to self in the whole like over break is actually not my chance to get ahead on the housework yeah. Like, that's not what it is. It's a chance for everyone to just enjoy being yeah. at home and mm -hmm. relaxing. And I'm probably not coming out of break ahead of schedule on the housework. I'm probably going to have to dig out of it. Hmm. Well, I'm hoping to come out a little ahead of schedule. <laughs> <laughs> last but, night, last but it's night. Different. It's different situations. What I'm saying in mine, I'm probably not going to burst out with a like, sure. guess what? Now well, I'm on top of the world. I'm on a constant quest, you know, to streamline the laundry system. Yeah. And we have such a handy number of people in our family for the week where it's like, I always have this idea <laughs> that like if each person, because the kids do their laundry and unless I swoop in and help sometimes, but you know, like, okay. Yeah. If, if like Knox could have Monday where he could just do the laundry whenever and then Gemma could have Tuesday but see the problem is is whenever we kind of try to start this system everybody's like but I can't wait till next Thursday because I have you know to get my whatever going to need some tomorrow. socks by tomorrow so yeah. last night I was like everyone everyone gather up every particle of any laundry that you may have including any just renegade bits of clothes that aren't put away and are probably frumpled now and bring them down and I like made everybody sort them and I hauled the whole crew to the to the laundromat. It's funny because so that, we actually discussed doing that. Yeah, so that we could start with everyone having clean laundry. Well, not mine. I didn't take minor bends <laughs> because today Saturday is the day I do mine. Hog it up. Well, no, because yeah. it was like Saturday I was going to use the machines all day. So and Jemima's clothes were mostly done and she was at work anyway. So it's like, whatever. So it was just four kids on all the laundry. And we trucked it all down. Ben came with us. I'm like, everyone just bring a book or something. So there was like kids with Calvin and Hobbes books and they brought some cards. And it was, it was awesome because they're sitting at the table playing poker or something with, with Ben while we had like eight giant well we had eight dryers and then two of the really big dryers so like all of them going at the same time mm -hmm. but we fired it out got it done took it home and theoretically now everyone has clean laundry for the week and we can get on to a schedule but yeah we'll see we'll touch base I, I again was wanting and see to do if that it worked. with the laundry catch-up just because it just is not i'm not that far behind but because i think it needs it's like 
Well, something, this something about just trying to tear it off fast and like let's yeah. just fold the whole. And this mountain. wasn't even far behind because it's like basically four kids and I had eight dryers plus the overflow, so it's like you know three loads and because I made them separate by color and everything, so it was like you know yeah, it's like three runs per person. That's not not extreme, yeah. but when you look at it all together, it's like whoa. Yes, that ours is more. I think that it always is. Um, there's, I think somebody put a comforter in the dirty clothes. Oh, that's always fun. Like sheets. No, yeah. it just, it's voluminous. Even oh, if I'm yeah. not technically that oh, far yeah. behind, it's looking far behind. Well, and I feel like the laundry, the thing you have to never think is that you're going to get it done. No. Because it's it never is. So you have someone's to just... always wearing a clothes. Yeah, exactly. They keep doing that. <laughs> they just, they just have one on. Exactly. Yeah. But that's my dream. <laughs> my dream is that we will have an organized laundry system because the problem is is if people are just kind of fitting it in wherever. I like having everybody separated by person because then they're not all getting lost amongst each other's. Right. Theoretically. So I had a, um, one of... Didn't we talk in the last episode or re- uh, we talked in an episode about... I don't think it's up yet. Whatever. We talked in an episode about the putting by the chair a box full of your Bible, your oh, yeah. stuff. You did talk about that, I think. Yeah. So in that discuss, then I went home and I did that thing, or I did it before we talked about it. Oh, I don't remember which. I bought a planner after our last one. Oh, anyway, good. go ahead. So the, uh, but now I realized I really need to find a vintage bread box because I need it to be the daily bread box. That would be that would be good. That's the is I'm like oh oh yeah. I thought I was I was the sort opportunities of, here. I was like man I need a daily bread box. I love the idea. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea. <coughs> no, that's good. So you just did it. You just put it all together. Yeah, and I shipped it. Hard did it. You just shipped. I it. shipped it because I didn't have wait to talked, buy better pens. Have we talked about your phrase? Just ship it. Yeah, I'm not even sure where. I think we did a long time ago. Ship it is just was a slogan that Luke and I had for a while, which was complete the task. Just get Whether it Whether or not you did the best possible job yeah. on it, complete <clears throat> it, see it through, and ship it. Ship it meaning, yeah. like, get it out of your warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and shipping it is kind of a... I think we told the story because ship it was like our motto for a section yeah. of life. Yeah. And at that time, Becca made me a Christmas um Well, I think gift. you said you wanted a sign in your laundry room that said just ship it. Just ship it. And, and so, so Becca like, made right. me one that said ship it. But it didn't say just ship it. It just said ship it. I don't remember. But either way, when she framed it for the Christmas gift, she she framed the print. It was very cute. She but she, Should I frame it? Yeah, or you stuck it on a thing. I don't know what I did. I was just shipping it, guys. She shipped it, but the best part is that the hanging device <laughs> the, on the back of the frame was going going off the side. So if you hung it according to the frame, the, the text was sideways. And if you hung it according to the text, then the frame was sideways. So, but, but I hung it according to the text, and it worked fine. So it was a great exhibit of yes, just it was shipping like, it. It was shipping it. It was like so a many metaphor. It was it so was many like levels of shipping A it. slogan and a metaphor together. <laughs> well, the thing I love about the ship it is that not, it's basically a don't let perfect be the enemy of good. It's like don't let it be like yeah. your ideal. So because I wanted to start a new commonplace book. There's this, of course, you could make a 30-step journey of finding the best book <laughs> and the best pen 
And then you'd be like, I have to have them together in the best place at the right time for me to do yeah. this thing. Yeah. So instead, what I did. to be all together lovely in three years when it's done, you know. Yeah, so, and there has to be no errors. Because it'll be treasured up, I'm sure, by someone somewhere. Right, so what I actually did was find a journal that I had. Not a journal. I wasn't journaling in the journal. Just, just a, a book, book that was a journal. Well, it wasn't quite blank. I think okay. Moses had colored in it. So you're shipping I it all over. I tore pages out of it. Okay. I actually tore pages out of it. I used a pen that is not the ultimate pen for such tasks. <laughs> I just found a pen and put it with just it. Just did it. And yeah. And I put my entries, my like three entries that I had intended to put in it. That I had floating around. It's like, yeah. I should put that in it. Uh, and so I, I did it. I put it there, and I was like, it's not my favorite journal, not my favorite pen, nothing except for doing it is my favorite. Yeah. Having actually pushed yeah. through the pain of, of uh-huh. considering it into doing it yeah. is a thing. It's good. Well, and I was I was in the throes of, okay, I'm going to figure out what kind of a planner I need, and I'll just design it real quick, and then I'll print it out, and then I'll just, and then I was like, no, I'm going to go buy the stupid Martha Stewart insert to go in the disc-bound cover, and... It was, it, it was exactly what I thought it would be, which is lots of ridiculous comments from Martha throughout, sprinkled throughout the year. Well, that but would cheer like, you, you know up what? every day. I'll just, I'll just push past <coughs> it. And in this case, right. I now have a planner that has the spaces I need to try. We'll see. I, I have a feeling it'll get me to around. <laughs> I'm going to guess January 11th. But in the meantime, I am trying to have all of my planning in one place with the Martha Stewart and she throws out like it really annoys me actually don't forget to clean like out on, your window slides yeah, this week yeah no she said like upload all of your holiday photos for family and friends but she puts that on a day in January where you're like I might have wanted to write in that space Martha and you have put this silly thing in there for me. And then it's like, try and eat better this year. It's like, you don't know how I ate you last year. You don't know my life, Martha. <laughs> but I anyway, saw, it doesn't what matter. What was it? Because it's a meme cute. of somebody saying, maybe I could start eating healthy before January this year. He said thoughtfully as he spread Nutella on his morning Twix. Vortex, <laughs> where you're like, better quick eat all the fudge. Oh, you know what January. I love though? Luke bought me a, a cookbook that I that I had actually bought for a gift because I liked it. What for is it? Brave Tart. I love Brave the name Tart. Brave Tart, and uh, it's by Stella Parks, who I think is the pastry chef that works with Al- Alton Brown. So okay. she's, but but. You know what really won me over? This is the thing, is that she has this great thing at the beginning about just, you know what it is? It's the beauty of gratitude. That's what it is. Like that, it's, it is a tribute to iconic American desserts. Okay. And it's, and, but the thing is, is it's actually a really fun read. It's like really interesting because she gives, it's got an enormous bibliography. It's like the history of all of these American desserts. I kind of love that. Yeah. Yes, I do too. But the thing that she said at the beginning that I thought was so great is that it, it really is a tribute to gratitude because she actually talks about when she went to culinary school being ashamed of things that were 
American that were American, common. yes, yep. and that yep. and that she's since gone on to be named like one of the top pastry chefs in various. You know, yeah. she's been really honored yeah. in this world, but she now is all about the gratitude of your roots. And she okay, says, "So, could we just pause to quote Gilbert and Sullivan there um, from the Mikado in his centuries, little, But this, uh, it's like the it idiot who praises in enthusiastic tones every century, but this and every, every country, country but, but his own." <laughs> It's like he loves all the countries that aren't his. You know, because they're like a rustic Italian dessert. Yes, and she made... That's what we love, but not a rustic American one. I'm like in a constant state of really enjoying her... her um, What she... I just... She's really funny. And, and the, the thing that I love is she gives the backgrounds. It's the things that you could be... Um, you could be embarrassed about our American history that she's actually really genuinely being like this is a tribute to how how funny is this like she's not saying it's mm-hmm. she's not trying to say this is incredible like sure it couldn't have been better she's saying it's just the gratitude for what we've yeah. been given and i really have appreciated that yeah. like it's fun so she has this at the very in the very intro she talks about um that you have to respect your roots more than your training to acknowledge yeah. that jello is really magical like and she was like, yeah. I don't care what anyone tells you, egg yolks and cream will not make a will not make a box of instant jello. Yeah. And she just has this she's saying some of these things really are wonderful, but you have to respect your roots enough to acknowledge it. Like yeah. you can't be too pompous. But then in all of the intros, it's very funny. Like it, it's so killing me because she the theme of being like how much advertising shaped our food yeah like when she gives the history of some of these things like oreos oreos were a total knockoff of a different brand that was okay. making this this little cookie <laughs> but in the ad in the ad battles that happened when one company made this little cookie that had a laurel wreath on it and she has she has a bunch of it as like a detective. It's very yeah. funny. She's like trying to figure out the orga- origins. Sure. And then is it um, is it Nabisco that does Oreo? I think it is. Probably. I I think it is. Um, anyways, the, yeah, when they came I on the, the commercial, Nab- yeah, yeah. When they came on with the Oreo, they it was a direct knockoff of somebody else's cookie, but their advertising was way more cheerful in this, and it got into a legal battle over the cookies. And the original Oreo cookie turned into the fussy old person that was basically telling everyone to get off their lawn. Like, yeah. like whatever yeah. the original one, yeah. all their ads was based, it was talking about knockoffs oh, okay. and like being snarky. Yeah. Where Oreo's ads were all like happy children with like Oreo. <laughs> <laughs> like, and so it was, she, she brings up this kind of thing laughingly about how much the legal battles and the advertising shaped the food of yeah. our country. Right. And and even though that's obviously a less than ideal way to have shaped the food, she's sure. still accepting it with gratitude and joy. Like yeah. enjoying the funniness of yeah. this. Yeah. Some of it is just stuff that I thought was like like what okay, this one killed me. Fudge. So she says she's she gives recipes for homemade things because it's fun, not because the originals are not good. So there's like nut, a recipe for nutter butters. Oh sure. Like make your own nutter butters. I often think on those though. Like I don't love a nutter butter, but I if don't, I wanted one, I would I would pay the professionals to make it. Yeah, but this is the thing. As fun is that her versions look like they'd be fun too. Like okay. I don't know. I actually don't care for a nutter butter, so that's not a thing for me. But 
No, but often you're like, it's worth a dollar eighty nine or whatever. It is. Yeah, but Just I'm still it. intrigued by stuff like her Oreo dough. She's like, she's like, it really is, and it, the reviews are really good on it. The people say this really is amazing. Like, make a homemade Oreo, but she's talking about like. You have to get this pH balance right for it to, to turn this dark black in the oven, like it, okay. so that you can get the right. Yeah. It's it's sure. interesting. Yeah. If you like food, it's interesting. It sounds. And fun. the fudge one was killing me dead because fudge was actually a captain in the I think in the British Navy, Captain Fudge. Oh my word! And it was said it's that like he Cardigan came home. Raglan. Yeah, yeah, Kitchener. Yeah, and I don't know that Raglan was one. Cardigan, Ra- not was. in the Navy, but he yeah they yeah. Were. Both Raglan and Cardigan were in awesome. the Charge of the Light Kitchener. Brigade fiasco, weren't they? I don't think Raglan. Cardigan was. The Earl of Cardigan was. No, Raglan and was. And he too. had a he had a shoulder damage, which yeah. is why they invented the cardigan for him to help get him dressed. Yeah. yeah. That it would button up. Um You keep talking, I'm Googling Captain Raglan. Fudge was a great liar. Was he? Yeah, so just why we say to fudge the truth. Like fudge it, like like the great liar man that it became a universal insult for for iffy behavior was fudging it, that like fudging really the funny. facts, fudging whatever, and he apparently was always said to come into port with a cargo full of lies. This is what people <laughs> people said about him. Whoever he was, his legacy a remains. Full of lies. And you wonder, like, is that really true, or did people smear? Yeah, this? Right. well, besmirch his name in retrospect. Oh, okay. The first Baron of Raglan, who is said to have worn a coat with this style of sleeve after the loss of his arm at the Battle of Waterloo. Waterloo. So awesome. not the charge of the Light Brigade, but Cardigan, the Earl of Cardigan. I wonder if he was a friend with the Sandwich. <laughs> The Earl, of the Earl of Sandwich and the Earl of Cardigan. We've got Cardigan and, and Kitchener. Raglan Kitchener and... was another general at with I think with Car. Well, I might be wrong with Cardigan, but he he taught his troops how to finish their socks with the with a classic grafting stitch, which is now named after him. That he is really funny. He didn't make it up. But, but Cardigan um, was he an Earl Earl of Cardigan? What was he? Um. <laughs> Let's check. Now we're both on our phones. I know. We're Google- the Earl of Cardigan. Yep. He, um... Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. We don't need to know anymore. But he, I think, was the... Yeah, he was the... Commanded the Light Brigade during the Crimean War. All right. Now all right. we all know. We've sorted that Sandwich, out. Fudge. So, fudge. All Captain, the British military Captain, men who... Captain Fudge. The liar left. pants. The liar pants of all time. <laughs> okay, well, apparently then there was... I. This is me really roughly retelling what I read the other day, but so I might be wrong. You need to get the book and read the intro to Fudge. But it was very funny to me because apparently there was a old recipe for Boston style caramel chocolate caramel, which was a fudge. Well, English a precursor fudge, to English fudge. English fudge is not chocolate at all. Right, it's so caramely stuff. That's why it was a caramel, a chocolate version of a caramel. Yeah. But it's the ratios of fudge. Right, so it's it's basically a fudge okay. recipe, but it was called something else. Well, it college, and I think it was whatever the place was that's now Tulane University. Some girl committed to making thirty pounds of chocolate treats for uh, for some kind of a sale, and um, and in that time she made it, and then it was the rage of the campus. Okay. There is an actual... This was getting me so tickled. I feel like this is in the late 1800s. Okay. I'm guessing. 
and fudge became such a situation. Nobody really knows when it started being called fudge, but it seems to have been right Is around that time. Is it connected to the liar liar, pants on fire? Well, she said that that's where the name came from but nobody's really sure why it got connected to this except that and this is what makes it funny apparently there was a lot of bad behavior among the college students surrounding fudge okay so fudge was kind of the the food of the devil at that time because there was stuff about people sneaking out at night to steal the ingredients to like make fudge to have fudge there is an article, an opinion piece written for the student newspaper by a woman professor saying that fudge, fudge was the, the beginning of the end of women's education. <laughs> oh boy, did she turn out to be right. I know, but like fudge, fudge the great downfall of our women's. And apparently there were like some naughty poems about fudge and fudge was like the sinister misdeeds of a college campus. So, but awesomely, this is what's interesting. Okay. It was a recipe innovation because the fudge from the Boston legacy that this girl was trying to make, apparently she She, took a recipe, which she later said it was a Boston caramel, a chocolate Boston caramel. And then it whiffed it somehow. Yes, but it was because she was not stirring it vigorously the whole time. Because they must have been making it in a dorm room with, like, chafing dishes or something. Okay. So because it didn't get hot enough to crystallize like that, it actually made the classic really creamy, dense fudge. Because okay. they were not stirring it enough. Okay. According to the old recipe. So they did actually innovate a new thing, okay. but it was more of an accident than anything yeah. else. Well, <laughs> well, then, when those naughty women... <laughs> who were ruining women's education with fudge, (laughs) then moved on to being homemakers, whatever. They contributed the recipes to little local cookbooks and things. So that is apparently how fudge entered the national scene with the same ratios as the Boston chocolate caramels. But it's funny because, like, I was always surprised when English fudge would get brought out and it's like the color of toffee or caramel. Like, it has Mm -hmm. no chocolate anywhere in it. And for us, fudge, by definition, is chocolate. rich, rich chocolate. It's because women's education yeah, fell apart it. in the late 1800s. And, and somehow so, it's connected to a lying man. We're not sure how. Well, somehow his name, I think because, I guess the only way, I can't remember if she connected it more than that. I guess she was maybe guessing that they both had a bad reputation. That's funny. That it was not called the Boston Chocolate Caramels when it came out on campus. It was some kind of something else, and then it slanged its way into fudge That's pretty really quickly. Funny. I like it. Yeah. Well, Anyways, like... it's a fun book, even though I'm not in the mood to make homemade Pop-Tarts. <laughs> I, I feel blessed that someone is is acknowledging that as part of our cultural... Yeah. Like, that this yeah. is actually something to be thankful for, yeah. not something That's to true. look down on and yeah. sneer about. Yeah. Well, and it's so popular to look down and sneer at. It is. It's not at all popular to just, you know, do it. And and this is a thing I don't like sprinkles. Do you like sprinkles? No. No, I'm I'm at a loss with sprinkles. I don't don't know why you want a texture mess in anything. Uh -uh. But there's a lot of people who do like sprinkles. But she's talked me into making homemade sprinkles. She has a recipe for making homemade sprinkles. Rachel. And and get this. And she suggests. She's like, when you make them homemade, you can add whatever flavor you want. So you could actually have a truly minty sprinkle or a like weird lemon sprinkles. Just acting weird. 
Well, so, but they're really cute. And I'm like, maybe I need to make homemade sprinkles. She's like, do one big batch of chocolate sprinkles and they'll last you a long time. And I'm like, maybe I should have thought weird. of this. Maybe Are you I like should. like squidging it through a strainer or something? Like, No, you... you do it. It's it's tiny piped. You pipe tiny lines and then uh, let it dry. And, and then, then you crunch it up. You no, know, and then you chop it. And they're very sakes. cute and vivid and hilarious. And I'm like, oh, I might need to do this. You might. To put on my homemade Pop-Tart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I oh, might need to because word. I might just need to acknowledge that someone sorted this out for me and I need to do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's really funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, look at what time it is. Should we round it up with some kind of a tip? Uh, yeah, make some homemade sprinkles. If make all sprinkles. <laughs> buy the Don't worry, guys, cookbook. I haven't done it yet. Take uh, your whole family to the laundromat and make them all do it. Yeah, well, the thing about the Brave Tart book that I like is that it's an education, even if you're not making the stuff yet. It's well, a fun. I think it sounds like a very healthy education. I, like just, you know what? That was how I felt about it, because a lot of the things that she's doing a tribute to in there, I have no personal past with. Yeah. It's just a cultural... Um, yeah. Like I didn't ever real. I don't think I've ever had a Hostess cupcake. Have you not? Like a ding dong, the kind with the little white swirly top. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had one. Yes, you've had those. Those are an all star from my childhood. I remember getting those on the. How drive. is your childhood so different from mine? Well, because you were always carsick. Oh no, no, that little... it would be powdered donuts on that drive, and I oh, always it was got the Hostess sick. Cupcakes. Those were good really? times. Really? I never ate good those. Times. I did not eat those because well, it was because you were fussing in the back seat about not, oh sweet my word. smells. Let's all be <laughs> Let's all be real though. I didn't limit myself to fussing. I also puked on people. So, yeah. So I, I backed I it up. I backed up by yeah. On the drive to Coeur d'Alene, oh my there was gosh, a little grocery so... store that was like a little halfway It was intensive. It was in No, it was in Plummer. It was like a it was on the reservation. I thought it was the little white. I thought it was the little white country store intensive. I'm sure we got short seven Anyways, ups there before. And I that was in Plumber, the short seven ups. And you would be like <laughs> threatening to puke. So dad would go in and he would get you a little short seven no, up. No, it can. was not because of me threatening to puke. Nate he just also gained was. refreshments. And then, and you would get seven up. And then, and I remember <laughs> at least one time in my youth. Those cupcakes came out of that grocery store. Oh, but I wouldn't have eaten those. No, you. I didn't. Know. I wasn't eating none of the stuff that came out. It was so. It was a windy, windy ride. Becca, being the person apparently drinking Seven Up, stuffing stomach, stuffing Hostess cupcakes down while reading Woodhouse, while Nate yeah. and I got ourselves completely ill on on more than one occasion. We both threw up. On the yeah. last turn in yeah. of the whole drive, which was into our grandparents' driveway. Yep. We turn and it. the doors all fling open and we... <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can remember, though, like, I remember us pulled over. I remember laying, like, I must have been pretty little. I remember sitting on mom's lap and she was wearing, like, a Hawaiian-y shirt. Like, okay. some, she had that one shirt that was, like, pink and green kind okay. of floral Hawaiian-ish. Okay. I remember leaning. She'll be so happy you brought this shirt up. Yeah, but I remember. No, it's actually a kind of a sweet memory. But I remember sitting on her lap, leaning on her, and seeing that little diamond necklace that Granny given her, like playing with her necklace. But the reason we were there is because everyone else was down washing stuff off in the creek that I'd puked on. (laughs) 
Like dad pulled over. Dad pulled over to try to clean up the wreckage of what I had done. And I'm like, oh mom, what a pretty necklace. I'm so glad we're here together, mom. Yeah. Anyways, that that uh that would be why I didn't eat those hostess cups. Anyways. I also didn't eat Reese's peanut butter cups ever. And granddad would always put those in our shoes. Yeah. Those are also a genius, amazing, amazing flavor combo right there. That's in actually in there's a recipe for Reese's. Anyways, the point is granddad would always hide candy in our shoes like such a sweet person. But I would get sick thinking about eating the candy (laughs) on this on the drive. (laughs) I was not gifted at that road. No. (laughs) (laughs) When they redid the highway it got a little better, but it was really bad. That's really funny. Yeah. Well on that blessed note (laughs) (laughs) we'll leave you. All right. Have fun everyone. Happy New Year. Bye. Bye.